0: Today's podcast is brought to you by my book, The Sex Spiral Forgiven and Free from Pornography. The Sex Spiral will teach you God's design for sexuality, the triggers that lead to porn addiction, and how to exit the sex spiral with a purity plan for your life. You can order online at Amazon.com or any other retailer. Hey, thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy today's show.
1: The Dustin Daniels Show Unashamedly, proclaiming God's purity through His Son, Jesus Christ Devoted to saving marriages Dedicated to protecting children Addressing sex with biblical truth and without shock value You're listening to the Intersection of Life and Lust Call toll-free at 1-855-5DUSTIN. And now, here's your host, Purity Pastor, Dustin Daniels. Trust in the
0: Lord with all of your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will make straight your path. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in Him. All whose thoughts are fixed on God, Isaiah twenty-six three. They do not fear bad news. They confidently trust the Lord to care for him. Psalm one twelve seven. The fundamental fact of existence is that this trust in God, this. Faith is the firm foundation under everything that makes life worth living. Hebrews 11.1 And my dear friends, that is God's Word. And it is true because Almighty God is the only one who is faithful and true. He is faithful to the faithless. And on today's program, we will be speaking about our trust level in God when the unthinkable happens when your spouse sexually betrays you and whether it's pornography an emotional affair or adultery it doesn't really matter the kind of sin your spouse has been unfaithful and he's hit you with an emotional baseball bat so the question is how do how do you recover from such a blow as you lie on the ground with the wind knocked out of you emotionally? Will you ever be able to trust your spouse again? Will you ever be able to trust God again? Debbie lazer is one of the leading Christian authorities on helping women deal with these kind of questions. She is a licensed marriage and family therapist and co-director of Faithful and True she has been involved in recovery with her husband, Mark, for over 27 years and is committed to helping couples find healing and transformation from the pain of sexual addiction and uh, relational betrayal. She is the author of the highly acclaimed book. It's called Shattered Vows. Debbie, welcome to the Dustin Daniels Show.
2: Oh, good morning. It's great to be with you, Dustin.
0: This book is written from your own experience, Debbie, along with your clinical expertise and I was wondering if you could start off the show with with some of that experience, because you and Mark have an amazing testimony of of hope and healing in Jesus Christ.
2: Well, I, I do believe too that um, we have been so blessed by you know God and how He has worked in our lives through some really difficult stuff with sexual addiction. Um, what's true is Mark and I met uh, in high school. Mark was actually in college; I was in high school, and we dated all through college and couldn't wait to get married. He was uh, just the delight of my heart. And we um, got married, and Mark went off to seminary and then graduate school, and I began my career, and I was supporting him there. We marched through life like many young couples and had three young children along the way. Um, Really, there were so many good things about our life, and I really thought things were going very well in our marriage, and what is also true is I carried a bit of an ache in my heart that there was something missing. Um, despite all of the good things that were going on, there was still loneliness that I was experiencing, something I couldn't quite put my finger on. And then about 15 years into our marriage, uh, Mark was brought home unannounced to our home one morning when I was there with our young, youngest son. And he was accompanied by two Christian colleagues that he worked with at the time. And in that short conversation where they came into my living room and sat me down, they announced to me some of the unfaithfulness that they had um, learned about in terms of Mark's life and acting out. And they also informed me that they were firing him from his work with them, uh, that they were calling him some really horrible names like a sexual pervert, and then they asked me if I had any questions before they left. Um, so it was a very dark day in my life. And literally, um, I had no idea of the secret life that Mark had been living. And it turned my world upside down. Um, despite the fact I had a million questions at that point, I I asked them to leave because I really wasn't in a place to talk with anybody about any of it. Um, but surprisingly to me, I think uh, God entered my my spirit and just moved me to go to Mark in that moment which was probably pretty uncharacteristic for a wife who had just heard this news and I put my arm around him and I said you know I I just have a feeling that that God is going to use this somehow um, I think this has something to do with the ache I have felt in my heart for a long time and Surely enough, over the next number of years, he did lead Mark to inpatient treatment very immediately, actually. Um, I was involved in the family week during that month of his being away, and we were led to some amazing professional help that led us to a a really great recovery process. I won't say that it hasn't been hard, Um, those initial moments of acceptance of Mark and longing to work through that. We're, we're also accompanied in time with a lot of anger and fear and um, hopelessness at times, but uh, I would say God has been faithful in our journey and led us to some amazing people uh, that has allowed us to really heal.
0: So that emotional baseball bat that we talked about in the beginning of the show, is that that was your day, it sounds
2: like. Yes, that's right. Um, I call it my, our crash and burn. Everybody has their name mixed in, like, for that day, an explosion or whatever. Right. Uh, but it really was the day when everything that I thought was real about my life was turned inside out and upside down. And I couldn't imagine, um, given the life we had been leading, that this could be my life now.
0: Sure, sure. And and this idea of, of the show today, Debbie, uh, we're looking at a specific chapter in your book. It's called, How Can I Ever Trust Him Again?, and, and obviously there's not just shame for him, there's shame for you as well, and you have this term in your book, it's called couple shame. Can you explain what that is?
2: Yes, well, it was rather surprising to me that, as you, know, as you say, it was Mark's behaviors that, that were um, brought to me, and it was his infidelity that we were really focusing on and needed help, and yet I was surprised that in those early days, And months of finding this out that I found myself wanting to hide as well. I I remember going to the store and not really wanting to sign my name to the check because Mark's story had become very public. It was in the newspaper and we were in a fairly small town. And I realized that I was carrying shame as well, as if there was something wrong with me or us as a couple. And that's really what couple shame means, I think, that we go around believing we're probably the worst couple nobody could relate to what's going on with us. No one would probably want to be with us again once they heard the story of what was going on. Uh, so it, it is a phenomenon that I think hits most couples when this when this happens, and I find that it silences the spouse often as well, and, and can keep her from getting help and talking about a story and finding support for herself.
0: Yeah, you mentioned that it was surprising to you that when you went to um, this... This uh, family week at the treatment center with Mark, that they that they wanted you to get help too, and this this idea. Of, Wait a second, this is Mark's issue. This isn't my issue. And and I, I just when I when I hear your story, which it just softens my heart, and it, it just makes me realize what a, what a gracious God we have in this disaster uh, of that day, and and all the rebuilding that He's done over the past twenty seven years of. of you guys' life with the ministry of faithful and true, that we really are a one flesh unit. That's the way that God has designed marriage, correct? And, and when he's, when he's feeling pain, you feel that pain. and is that, is that the same with shame as well, Debbie?:
2: Well, I believe that's true. We, we are a one flesh union in that regard, and I think you know it was very confusing to me because well, on the one hand, I was so disappointed and hurt and angry with what Mark had done. At the very same time, I felt great compassion towards him, and I loved him dearly, and I did want to work on on saving our family and our marriage. So it was a very confusing time, and um, I I think Shane gets wrapped up in there in terms of who's, who's responsible for what here. I know in the beginning, I carried a lot of belief that it was all about me, that I had not been enough for him, not been sexual enough, pretty enough, funny enough, whatever enough, and... Um, so it was very difficult to sort out, you know, who belonged to what and who needed to work on what to grow. Um, so it was a surprise when I got to the treatment center in a couple of ways that, you know, very quickly it was pointed out that I would probably have just as many issues to work on and, uh, you know, that that was going to be an important part of my journey. And while eventually I have known that to become a true fact, I think in the beginning it was really hard to hear because, um, I really came there to support him, not not to have the tables turned on me as if I was just as sick and needed as much help as him. On the other hand, what was really helpful there was clearly their teaching about addiction, which helped me to know that I wasn't responsible for Mark's addiction and his choices to act out. And I do believe that was such an important piece for me to be able to sort out that while there are things that I could learn and grow myself so that we could become a more intimate couple in spiritual, sexual, physical ways and emotional ways, I still wasn't responsible for the decisions Mark had made um, that led to the acting out. So um, that's a really important part that I work on with wives that I, I see here too at our center because I think it's very common for many of
0: us to carry the shame and blame of the choices our spouses make. This idea of, of trust, Debbie. Obviously, up until that point, you knew something was wrong. Whether it's a called it a women a woman's intuition, uh, the Holy Spirit speaking through, you just knew something wasn't right. But maybe you couldn't put your your, your, your finger on it. And obviously, there comes with with sexual sin. There there comes a, a lot of lying up until that point. What is more painful for a wife? Is it the actual lying or the sexual betrayal itself?
2: You know, I found this to be interesting that actually the lying, I think we consistently, as wives say, is the much more painful part. Hmm. And um, I, I believe that the reason that is true is because once we are not able to trust that our husbands are telling us the truth, then we begin to not know what anything about our life is true or not. And it it broadens this whole pain to our entire life. We start looking and flashing back to all the various times we were together and we start questioning what any of it was true. And so that becomes a very painful part, I think, of the realization of betrayal, that it's much broader than just an experience line or whatever it is it becomes a much broader you know painful experience when we add into it the hiding and lying that's gone along with it
0: yeah and as a as a 20 year redeemed addict myself you know i always thought i was a pretty good liar during the journey we become good liars but it always catches up with us there's god will certainly not not honor that behavior whatsoever and the that we as men have have put our spouses through with the consistency of lying and and i like what you said and thank you for sharing this is that wow is anything true in my marriage right i mean isn't that kind of where where you went with that
2: yes for sure and and i know i've talked with others about this too but you know i'd go back through photo albums for instance and remembering vacations or holiday times or special events that we were partaking in and pictures of us as the kids and you know all of a sudden every one of them kind of carried a different lens in terms of well when that picture was taken or when we were on that vacation where was Mark's mind or was he also acting out at that time and I just didn't know it and so it's like everything almost needed to be reviewed through my mind and even through discussions with Mark to kind of sort out what was really true and what wasn't. And that becomes what's really difficult for a wife, I think, in the beginning, because we'll we'll tend to want to make everything black and white. You know, I'll, I'll tend to, in the beginning, say, "Well, because you weren't faithful here, and you were also lying to me, that means that everything about our life was a lie, and you were probably never really present with me, and you probably never really loved me." And you know, I can get to a very black and white place, as I find other wives do too. So I find that. You know, part of the healing process is really embracing this ampersand as we say here at our center. In other words, the both and what I've come to know is that addiction is about being double minded and also about living a double life so that what can be true and I've come to believe this is that there was much about our life that was very good and Mark was very present for much of it. And there was also this part where he was lying and hiding and was engaged in his sin. And so I think as I began to really trust that the both and was what was more true about life, it gave me hope that, um, you know, it wasn't all a lie. Everything about our life was not a farce, and I could hang on to the good parts, and we could begin to grow away from the lying and hiding part of it mark so that our life today has become one where we, we know we live in um, a life with no secrets
0: of one another. Today on the show, Debbie Laser, author of Shattered Vows, Hope and Healing for Women Who Have Been Sexually Betrayed. Find out more about Debbie and her uh, husband Mark Laser and their ministry called Faithful and True. You can visit faithfulandtrue.com. Talking about trust today and Let's talk about this idea of of disclosure or or full disclosure about the truth actually coming out. How does that process look for you, Debbie?
2: Well, over the years, Mark and I have developed a, a program for the couples that we work with which helps them to give full disclosure. In other words, an addict who has acted out is given the opportunity to create a timeline of his life really from birth to the present where he will be sharing information to his wife about all, all of his sexual development in those early days to when sexual experiences occurred for him uh, through dating, when acting out maybe began for him, all the way through the present, including their marriage. Um, we find this process of full disclosure is just been foundational to a couple beginning to find a new beginning in their relationship based on truth-telling. And the truth-telling is what we know is the solid foundation for building something new in the relationship. This is very controversial. We know there are many people who work in this field that believe the past is the past and they need to just forget it and move on. But we know personally that it was building our lives on telling the truth with one another that really set us up to build trust back into our relationship. So that process we feel is best done with help because I think it's very difficult for us often to do that kind of an extensive full disclosure alone without getting very triggered and getting off on tangents that may not be helpful to the process. But... um, we are able to orchestrate that with the couples we work with and find that in most cases it is an extremely helpful part of their process. I would also add that there's been research done on full disclosure in our field and it also validates, I believe, the process that we use that over 95% of couples that will engage in full disclosure um, actually end up doing better in their relationship in time. One other thing I would add about that, Dustin, is that one of the reasons full disclosure in the way we do it, in other words, a husband offering information about all of his history of acting out with his wife, is that for the first time perhaps she is getting information that she hasn't had to find out or she hasn't run into accidentally or she hasn't been a detective about in terms of finding out or hasn't asked a million questions. Um, what I find is trust is rebuilt when someone offers you information, not when you have to find it out by some other means. Mm, yeah. And what I also find for wives who basically know what they know because they've asked questions, and even if their spouse has been very willing to answer those, the problem with that is she'll never know if she's asked enough questions mm. or the right questions. And so, you know, ultimately that does not create the trust that I know comes when she can sit still and he can work through a whole timeline of his life and offer that information to her.
0: You mentioned that there's nothing worse than getting information on the installment plan. And I love that term, and it makes makes sense. Can you explain that?
2: Well, the installment plan for me is when a wife gets a, a little bit of information about acting out, And it creates a lot of pain for her. She begins to work through that, maybe um, make some decision to keep moving forward and to be there with her spouse. And then a little bit later, she gets another blow of information. And then perhaps another one. And what I find is that this installment plan for information is just a killer of her spirit. And um, thankfully, I say her in terms of third person because thankfully that was not the case Uh, for me in terms of receiving information from Mark. But what I find in working with women is when this has been the way they've received information in their marriage, they not only go back to a place of feeling hopeless when new information comes out, but what I find is after a couple of installments or three or four, she goes beyond hopeless to almost like she... It's not even like going back to go in the game of Monopoly or so. It's like you put the pieces all back in the box and close it up and give up. Mm, wow. And so that's the danger I find. Um, you know, I, I think women with the right support and with the right information and a spouse who is willing to give her all of the information at one time, uh, she is able to go to that support, uh, perhaps live through you know, a significant amount of pain. But I find eventually come out of that and move forward. But this installment plan just kind of knocks you off your feet so much so that sometimes the wife just simply can't get up again.
0: My guest today is Debbie Laser, author of Shattered Vows, Hope and Healing for Women Who Have Been Sexually Betrayed. To learn more about Debbie, visit faithfulandtrue.com. You will find a host of different resources for them, uh, including workshops, men's workshops, women's workshops, couples' workshops, along with the, the other books and resources that they have to offer there. And if you are new to this radio program, I want to thank you so much for listening to us. You can also find us and learn more about us on uh, the website. It's called com. We have over 75 radio programs that contain Christian authors and pastors, uh, filmmakers and ministry leaders that all discuss one thing and that is god's plan of purity uh, god's purity of of sex and singleness and marriage along with family children and finances. You can listen to these podcasts via iTunes you can email us your questions. there is a free online community that you can uh, join and our whole goal here is if you are struggling with sexual integrity and sexual purity or you're looking at pornography and you don't know where to go or who to see, uh, to get those questions answered and to get you connected in a small group. Someone that you can look eyeball to eyeball with and start the healing journey. And I got to tell you, this this radio program is a miracle by Almighty God. It, It only exists by the grace of Him and I am so thankful that He is using you with your prayerful and your financial support to spread this message of purity to over 75 countries around the world. Thank you so much. First Corinthians 4:20 The kingdom of God isn't just a lot of talk. It's living. And it's living in God's power. It's not living paycheck to paycheck. It's the power That is in the very name and the shed blood of Jesus Christ. I love you. See you
1: next week. The Dustin Daniels Radio Show is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. This information is given with the understanding that neither the host nor the station is engaged in rendering counseling advice for your personal situation. If you need further help, we encourage you to seek the services of a Christ-based counseling professional. For more information on the radio show, visit DustinDanielsRadio.com.